everyone, welcome back to Life Chats with Liv B. I am Liv, and today I am joined once again by a very special guest, my boyfriend Greg. Hi. Hello again. Hello again. So, there's a dog hair on my microphone. <laughs> there's like a million dog hairs on this microphone. There we go. They're everywhere. We are back. We are caffeinated while getting caffeinated currently. Yep. I got a triple shot. Just triple espresso <laughs> shot ice latte this morning. Um, but last weekend, we didn't end up doing a podcast because I didn't have one pre-planned and we went to a wedding on Saturday night. Yep. And I had a little bit of a rough time. <laughs> she had a fun time. I had a fun time. I never drink alcohol. It was like 30 degrees outside at 5 p.m. in the evening. So it was like very hot, very humid. We were in a barn with not much airflow. It was And lots of mosquitoes. Lots of mosquitoes, which I'm allergic to. Anyway, it was just a recipe for disaster. What's your first wedding ever? It was my first wedding that I ever attended, and it was so fun. And we had an absolute blast. It was fun. But I accidentally drank a concoction of just things that are not good, like some wine, (laughs) um, like a vodka cocktail. And then like the groom asked me to do a shot. You can't say no to the groom. When the groom asks you to do a shot, you have to do it. You can't be like, oh, like I know this is one of the best days of your life. But like, no, I'm not going (laughs) to do the shot you just got for me. (laughs) This is where the celebration ends. I'm not (laughs) doing the shot with you. Um, But it was disgusting and... Um, we got Beyond Burgers on the way home, which yep. was nice, but then I got a little sick. So anyway, Sunday was a total write-off. I was just, I was very tired, very yeah. hungover. So anyway, uh, I'm so sorry. There's the truth. <laughs> but the truth like hurts. The, I drink like once a year, so um, that was my one time for 2019. <laughs> <laughs> no more alcohol this year. Um, yeah, but so today we are going to be doing an episode on communication and relationships which is actually something that was requested by a bunch of people whenever i ask for podcast topics it's one that always comes up and people always ask for it i'm still waiting to get sponsors for these episodes no one's sponsoring yeah. you guys the anybody day out there want to sponsor this? yeah no the day that i get an ad we're gonna do a little celebration um because i don't get paid for this and it takes me a really long time to do these <laughs> so anyway <laughs> just goes to show that i actually really like this podcast okay So, we are going to start off by talking about what is good communication. Let's outline some of the things that we think good communication is. So, the first one we said is both people being comfortable, being honest, and being fully honest and transparent is like the number one thing in good communication. Like, that's kind of like the basis of good communication yeah because if you're not being honest then like you're not even like the what's the point of communicating like if you're just not fully like you know how people say like tell your truth but it's like that they just mean like being honest and saying like exactly what you feel yeah but that doesn't mean and we'll get to this later that doesn't mean just like saying off the top of your head everything that you're no, feeling not everything on your because mind like no. you might be like in the heat of the moment it's not really like that it's like you have to be honest, but there are other things to communication that you need to remember yeah. to have good communication. Not saying like just attack them yeah, pers- like on a personal everything. level, like yeah. whatever's on your mind is, yeah. it, you know, addressing any issue you might actually have that's going on the relationship. Yeah. Being honest, 
I feel like that just encompasses so much. Yeah, it's the number one thing for sure. Yeah, number one thing. The second thing that we thought was um, like the second most important is being able to see the other person's point of view. Yeah. Because if you're not someone who can even see that like someone else might have a point of view that is also valid, then you're probably not going to be a good communicator. Yeah. It's not going to be a conversation. It's just going to be you kind of like talking at them or just like letting them talk at you and not being able to see that there are two sides to everything. Exactly. Yeah. Have some perspective. Yeah. In any given situation, think about, always think about what the other person is feeling first. Yeah. Because you know what you're feeling already. Yeah. If you think about, if you stop yourself and get in the habit of thinking about how they're feeling first or trying your best to put yourself in their shoes, yeah. it'll bring a whole lot of perspective and, and you'll think to yourself, like, oh, oh, she was right. <laughs> or I'm just like, going to shut my mouth. Or right even now. if you think you're right, you're like, oh, I do see exactly. where you're coming from and bring, I can see how that would upset you or whatever. Yeah. And it actually brings some insight into whatever you're about to say or what, yeah. what like is really concerning you. In a relationship that I had before, it was like the person couldn't see from other perspectives really it was just like well they shouldn't feel like that and it's like okay but you have to understand like there are reasons for someone to feel the way they're feeling and like just because you see it differently doesn't mean that you're right over them or like they're right over you it's just being able to understand that there are always more sides to it and probably more sides that are also valid whether or not they should or shouldn't feel like that Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter you think okay well they do feel like that yeah that is the facts and so you have to think yourself to yourself how did they get there um okay this one's a really big one listening and not just kind of like waiting so like waiting for your turn to speak or like waiting to say what you want to say actually listening to someone in an argument with someone or like if you're talking about an issue you have to just listen to them you can't just be thinking of like all your points in your head and like waiting to like fire them off once they shut up it's like you have to fully listen to what they're saying because you might get stopped in your tracks and be like oh my god yeah i was wrong about this or something like but if you don't even listen to that and you just like have all of your points in your head ready and like already think you're right and you're just waiting to like list them off and do the whole snap 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 thing (laughs) (laughs) i'm doing the snaps the the snaps in the area um then yeah, like you can't have good communication when you're doing that. Okay, the next thing in good communication is being able to admit when you're wrong and also not feeling bad about changing your position or your mind on something. Um, Being able to admit when you're wrong and not feeling like embarrassed or like shameful about that. Like some, I feel like people who have trouble admitting that they're wrong, it's kind of just an ego thing. It is. And they never want to feel embarrassed that they might have like had a wrong opinion or had a wrong whatever but like being able to admit that and then also being okay with changing your mind and like changing your opinion makes you so much of an easier person to be around and helps you communicate so much more because you're not just like for the sake of it staying with the wrong yeah you don't have to be right all the time and a lot of people think they do i used to be that kind of person wait well a long time ago but i mean it brings so much more happiness and joy and uh, just better conversation it, with anything that you do, whether it's between me and you or me and whoever else, mm-hmm. when you can actually admit that you're wrong because um, you'll kind of advance the topic that you're talking about. You'll have a lot deeper conversations mm-hmm. because as long as you can get past each you know, disagreement or whatever it is, you're going to 
keep going and dive deeper into the conversation. And being able to admit when you're wrong is um, a pretty important part to all of that. And uh, it's kind of something that you have to decide all on your own too. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, apart from everything else, just think to yourself at any given moment, say, I'm okay if I'm wrong here. Like, just always be okay with that. And it's a hard thing for a lot of people to do. You can see it every day. Um, every with anybody you talk to, they don't yeah. want it. Nobody ever wants to admit that they're wrong, but in the end, it'll bring a lot more happiness. <laughs> yeah, and I actually like being wrong. Like, yeah. I like it because it furthers your understanding of situations. It furthers your understanding of people. Yeah, it just makes you more of a well-rounded person because if you just like have all your own opinions and always think they're right and can never change your mind about anything, like you yeah. just already have your mind made up about everything. You're just like not a fun person to be no, around exactly. most of the time because you're not open to other possibilities. Yep. Um, okay. And then the last one that we had listed is commentary, not criticism. Yeah. So that's kind of like being able to communicate or give commentary or give your opinion on a situation kind of like based on the actual situation itself and not just criticizing or attacking the other person personally because it's so easy and this was (laughs) in um the wedding we were at the guy who was marrying the two people or the minister minister whatever whoever it was i so he said like okay so you asked the person you know if they could unload the dishwasher or whatever and they didn't do it so you end up doing it and then you say like okay you didn't unload the dishwasher again and instead of saying you know you didn't unload the dishwasher and I had to do it. So I was late for my meeting, but like, it's okay. But I just wanted to let you know that like, yeah. you know, whatever. But instead of doing that, if you say like, you didn't unload the dishwasher again, you never do it. You never do what I ask. You're yeah. lazy. You're whatever. And it just like spirals into personal attacks. I feel like everybody knows that's not good communication. Exactly. And it's not going to get you anywhere. Nope. It's just going to make the other person resent you. Probably eventually make you resent yourself because you feel like you're a naggy, yeah, like mean person. And when you do that, you don't actually get the issue resolved that exactly was in front of you. Now you you're just, just the other person now you're bad. just getting angry. Now both of you are getting angry because yeah. one of them knows that you're off topic yeah. and <laughs> they're just being attacked, yeah. and then the other person is not getting their actual issue resolved. Yeah, because of something that they said out of nowhere. Yeah, and didn't really mean in the end. Yeah, you know. So uh, it's. A Lose, lose. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I called it commentary, not criticism, because commentary is like, you can comment on something, Mm -hmm. you can comment on the situation, you can explain, you can give your opinion, but you're not criticizing someone. Yeah. So, those are kind of like the main points in what we feel good communication is. So, now we're going to move on to talking about preventative communication versus reactive. Yeah. Obviously, you can't prevent situations that you don't know that are going to happen so it's not like preventative in that way but it's like just like being able to have conversations that will prevent it from escalating further in the future so instead of having you know the dishwasher conversation where you don't even talk about the dishwasher anymore you just talk about how they're lazy and they don't listen and whatever Um, and then later on down the line when they don't you know vacuum like they said they would or they don't do whatever it's going to just be the same thing again but if you're able to just have a conversation about okay why didn't I do the dishwasher? Oh, well, maybe it's because, you know, I had too many things to do. Maybe we need to figure out a solution so that we're not so overwhelmed all the time. And, like, exactly. that's going to stop it from 
happening in the future. Yep. Preventative versus reactive all leads back to the first point, like having a good foundation where we're all comfortable talking to each other. And if you don't have that, you're more likely to kind of attack and and have a reactive type of communication style. Whereas if you're both comfortable and you have been in the past been comfortable talking about stuff, Mm -hmm. then you know that you're not starting from a place of um, like anger and anguish and criticism. And uh, so just having that foundation and always knowing that whatever happens, that person is going to listen to my actual problem Mm -hmm. um, without criticizing it, without thinking that I'm stupid or whatever, you're not worried, then uh, it's going to be more constructive in the future. Yeah. Preventative is like having, it's like being consistent with having good communication so that when problems come up, you can deal with them. And it's not just like this big blow up argument every time. Exactly. You don't just assume that it's going to be, a big, big argument, yeah. and then you get defensive right away. Yeah. Yeah. When both people are open, always, it just leads to fixing the problem efficiently and yeah. quickly. Yeah, exactly. And having it not escalate into something that's not even about the problem anymore, which I feel like a lot of people, yeah. like, when I was, I don't know, younger, I feel like in a lot of younger relationships, yeah, it's true. like, why didn't you guys come out last night? And it's like, oh, he, you know, this happened and then we ended up fighting. Yeah. And when people say we ended up fighting, it's like a little thing happened and then you all of a sudden started like snowballed fighting <laughs> about this and like all these things come up and it's like we ended up fighting. It's like we ended up hashing out all the things that we never dealt with before because you didn't have good communication in yeah. those times either. So in yeah, in my last relationship it was like if there was ever an argument always went back to the same yeah root yes thing. yeah and that root thing was not dealt with because there was a difference in communication styles and so when i finally felt like it had been dealt with every single time it kept going back to that because there was always a miscommunication there because we never actually dealt with it because we weren't on exactly. the same page ever so not on the same page and when you do try and deal with it you've already you've got a negative impression like a, a negative stance on that entire subject now now both people are afraid to talk about it truly and and what the next time that it's actually brought up all you can think about is all the negative criticism that happened the last time you talked about it and so all you're trying to do is get out of that or you have that mindset that's like i can't believe we're talking about this again yeah and then it's like you just feel so defeated and like you're never going to work through it and then you just exactly put it aside and and it's not a problem that can't be worked through it's a problem that can't be worked through with the way that you're dealing with it now um so something that i think probably a lot of people have trouble with or maybe are like wondering about is how to be honest about things that are hard to talk about so like yeah i kind of see this as if there's something that the other person's doing that you don't like or that makes you uncomfortable or that for some reason like doesn't sit well with you and it's not like something that's like a huge really bad issue But it's just like something that you don't want to bring up because, you know, it's like just kind of hard to talk about it. I think it all comes down to, again, like being honest about it doesn't mean that you're being mean. It means that you're able to say how you feel, but in a way that's going to be helpful and get your point across. Yeah. And not like so. I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example of like, okay, let's say like every time you go out drinking with friends, Mm -hmm. like your significant other drinks a little bit too much and like you always have to end up driving right and like you know that they're having fun and it's not like 
you know an alcoholic problem or anything like that but it's just like you kind of feel like it's one-sided but that's kind of hard to bring up because you don't want to say to someone hey you always drink too much and like i feel like i have to take care of you yeah and i know you're having fun but try not to have as that much fun yeah so nice way in that situation or in situations like that when it very easily could come out as criticism or Mm -hmm. a personal attack finding a way to communicate it that makes the other person because oftentimes they don't know that they're doing something wrong and at the end of the day they want you to be happy too so if you're going out with friends and they're drinking a little bit too much and you're always the one that has to drive home and take care of the other person they might not even know that you have a problem with it if you've if you've done it every time in the past they think oh you're fine with this this is you love doing this and i like hanging out with my friends and whatever so for example in that situation if i was in that situation i would first of all not do it at a time when yeah you were drinking or like when the situation's actually happening i'd wait until the next day when both people are like calm and fine and like it's not going to kind of feel like an attack because it's not currently happening right then and I'm just trying to give a, an example of like yeah. how we would approach that. That's how we would so, do it. So yeah, you would want to just like not approach it from a way of like making it a big deal, but making sure they know that you're serious. So saying yeah. like, I'm really glad, you know, you had fun last night. Like I had fun too, but I do feel sometimes like it's a little bit one-sided where you always get to, you know, be the one who's drinking and stuff. Yeah. And I kind of am the one who always has to drive and, it just makes me feel a little bit like it's not really an equal partnership. It's not yeah. your fault, but maybe, you know, we'll yeah. get a cab next time. But just saying yeah, like exactly. the next yeah. time that we go out, we'll talk about it beforehand. You know, if one of us is okay with not driving or if we want to get a cab or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if the issue is not deeper than that, like if you don't think they have an alcohol problem or something like that, if it's just you know, something that's like a little hard to bring up, but you don't want to hurt their feelings. They might immediately feel bad and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize you felt like that. Like, of course I'll drive next time, you know, something like that. But it's just approaching it from an honest perspective and being like firm and honest Mm -hmm. and getting your opinion out, but not making it, you know, you never think of me. You always make me do this, that kind of stuff. Exactly. And also being open-minded when you're talking about it, to that yeah. person as well, bringing it up and saying, and what are your thoughts on it at the yeah. end of it? Yeah. And that way you can kind of understand where they're coming from too. And you don't think they're just like an asshole for always expecting you to drive. Exactly. Them, you know? yeah. Okay. Something that Greg said that I wrote down was not communicating at all is just as bad as communicating poorly. Yeah. And I feel like I had a different opinion on this because I felt like not communicating at all was worse. Greg was in a situation where, there was lots of communication, but it was just really, really bad communication and yeah. that never got anywhere. So that's why you kind of feel like they're both yeah, the same. I kind of felt like they were the same at the beginning because, like I was saying earlier, they both lead to the same spot, not resolving problems. So I've kind of felt like they were essentially just as, like one was just as bad as the other. Mm-hmm. Um, although what we were talking about, I do kind of agree with not communicating at all, maybe a little bit worse, only in the sense that um, it's going to take a lot longer for the relationship to come to its inevitable demise. Yeah. <laughs> um, just because if you're not communicating at all, both party, like both parties may at any time just think that everything's going along well, or the one that's in the wrong thinks that everything is fine. Yeah. And uh, neither one is going to step up and address the issues. Yeah. And it'll take a lot longer for 
the root problems to come up. Whereas when you're ineffectively communicating, you're fighting a lot, you're yelling a lot, you're criticizing, and eventually you get to those topics, but you start to realize that those topics are unfixable. Yeah. And so the relationship often comes to a heated stop (laughs) pretty abruptly. And uh, so a saving grace of that may be that it ended far sooner than it could have, which is probably for the best if you're not kind of good for each other. Something that I experience is like when you brush things under the rug, because honestly, in the in the moment when, you know, something comes up and you don't want to rock the boat, you don't want to deal with a big talk. You think it's just going to blow up into a big thing. You just don't want to deal with it. Brushing it under the rug is so easy. Just being like, I'm just not going to bring it up now. You know, like next time it happens, maybe I'll deal with it. And that can continue for years or decades. Like if you talk to people who've been married a long time, who have a lot of problems, a lot of it is just poor communication or most of the time it's just not communicating. They've given up. They've given up. Yeah. And honestly that things just always come back up. Like eventually the person who's just kind of brushing it off is going to have so many things built up that they just can't even yeah, begin they to don't feel comfortable anymore, anymore yeah. bringing it up. And that goes back to that first point once again, the mm-hmm. f- laying the foundation of comfortability. Something that I wanted to talk about is how to bring up things you feel embarrassed about or you feel shameful talking about. And I feel like we both kind of agree that this is probably like sexual topics. A lot of like the time, sexual, I'm sure it is. Sexuality. Um, that is like a huge point of communication in relationships that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. Communicating, not just like... Because it's the most obvious one. It's the most physical of all the problems that you have, you know, along with the insecurities that go along with them. Oh, yeah. Like when you think about it, I think sex is probably one of the things that people feel the most guilt, shame, insecurity, like just all the emotions about. Um, And there needs to be a lot of communication with it, not with just what you like, but also with what you're comfortable with, what you're not comfortable with, you know, what you want from the other person or what you don't want at all being able to have a good foundation of communication probably mean and being able to be honest and feeling comfortable being honest probably means that you're going to be a lot better at communicating about things related to sex so i think like you need to have good communication in all areas in order to tackle that one because that's probably one of the hardest ones true but that being said when you are comfortable with someone you should be able to open up about that stuff and you should never feel embarrassed or, you know, like shameful yeah. talking about that stuff. It should be a fun topic to talk about. Yeah, that should be the person who yeah. you can trust the most. And if you don't feel comfortable or you don't feel like you can trust them, then, you know, maybe they're not a good fit for you or maybe, exactly. you know, they're, it's not the right person. Understand that it is hard to talk about those things and it can be it like embarrassed, start, especially yeah. if you're like shy or you're insecure. And then when you are comfortable with someone, then you should just say what's on your mind. Honestly, just say it. And if they're the right person for you, then they'll react in a favorable way. Like they yeah, won't make you feel judged or they won't make you feel embarrassed. Yeah. They'll understand yeah. that you have a tough time getting that out. Getting it out there and saying what you want. It gets easier every time to just not be so embarrassed to talk about those yeah it makes you more comfortable for the next time you have to bring something up okay and then the last thing that we wanted to talk about is how to communicate when there is a situation happening right now that you need to deal with so you're in the thick of a situation and you're like okay we need to talk about this right now Mm. you know you don't want to wait till the next day whatever how do you effectively communicate when things are kind of heated or one person 
is mad or whatever, like when it's happening right now, what are like the key things to remember or like things to do to approach a situation like that? I think it's just always be truthful and to like say what you mean, say the things that may sound cheesy or heartfelt. Okay. Before we continue any further, say I have my own opinion on this and I understand that you do too. And I want to understand your side of the things and as cheesy as something like that sounds. I don't think it sounds cheesy. Well, we don't now because we try it all the time, but for a lot of people that seems like a very hard thing to do in the thick of the moment when they just want to say what's on their mind they're like no this is why you're wrong and i yeah and they have you know this feeling like they want to attack the other person personally and just in the heat of the moment because it's the easiest thing to do yeah um because you're feeling attacked yourself yeah but to just stop things where they're at and just say look and saying this is an open and trusting space right now and yeah. we can come to it whether you're right or i'm right doesn't matter and not we're not saying that one person whoever might be in the wrong has to have that opinion both people have to approach the situation with yep. the, I want to understand you right now. Exactly. I want to see your perspective. I want to understand where you're coming from. You might be right. Like I might be wrong or vice versa or no one might be right because sometimes no exactly, one is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it can't, you can't just expect the other person to have that perspective. You have to both want to understand each other and want to see where the other person's coming from. Yep. Because usually when that happens, you can find a resolution or you can figure out a way to talk about it. But if you still, you know, can't understand how you could possibly be wrong about this and you just don't even want to understand where they're coming from, you are not going to come to a, an agreement. Yeah, exactly. And especially in the heat of a moment, you have to be open to understanding. Yeah, And it might take a few tries. Like it takes some practice too to yeah. understand what verbiage it takes to kind of calm both sides down even calming yourself down i don't mm-hmm. mean just calming the other person down yeah. sometimes saying that stuff is actually for yourself saying like okay yeah. i do want to figure this out mm-hmm. without having it come to like a heated battle i want to like enjoy my dinner after this i want yeah, to exactly. not think about this for the rest of the night i want to go to sleep without having an argument yeah finding the fundamentals or the foundation of good communication in the relationship, whether it's a romantic one or with someone Uh who you just need to communicate with often, um, finding kind of what your definition of good communication is and then building a good foundation is key. And it doesn't mean that you have to start at the beginning of a relationship. Like if you feel like you have, you know, things to improve on in a current relationship and you feel like they can be improved, then start building a good foundation, like start communicating well on issues that aren't the hugest things like start small maybe it's just a little thing here and there yeah. and you just want to practice being more open really listening like truly truly listening to someone and starting to build a foundation so yeah. it's not like you don't have to break up with someone and get into a new relationship to start this you can improve on your communication at yeah essentially time. it's a lot of self-reflection first it's it figuring out what you do and don't like what you can and can't handle yeah um in any given situation and then after that applying it to yeah. the discussions um, because if you're not comfortable with yourself or your true stance on everything um, you won't be able to communicate that to your significant other something i just wanted to add you know that thing that's like love languages there's five love languages and like you can take a little quiz to find out what yours is there's like acts of service gifts um, affirmations mm-hmm. stuff like that and everybody has kind of like a preferred love language of like how you express and want to receive love anyway i feel like it's kind of the same with 
negative things. Like everyone has their own style of reactivity and like working through hard things and good communication is kind of related to your own unique style, like what I was saying. So it's a lot of self-reflection, like you said, and then it's just a lot of kind of understanding what the other person's style is as well and working with that. So that was our podcast episode on good communication. Um, I feel like this topic is covered so much on the internet, probably audiobooks, podcasts, and actively trying to improve your communication is always going to do well for you like yeah. i t- <laughs> i took a communication degree in university <laughs> so for four years i literally learned about communication so i feel like that's how i improved really well with my communication and yeah it definitely is something that you can learn and improve on it's not just like some people are good and some people are not there True. are definitely things you can do to improve thank you guys so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did i would love if you left a rating and review on itunes also I've been putting some reviews and testimonials on my website, on my podcast page. Um, So if you wanted to have yours there, you can send me an email to contactlivb at gmail.com if you want to have yours on my website. But thank you to everyone who has left reviews. I appreciate it so much. I hope you guys are having an amazing day wherever in the world you are. And I will see you all in the next episode. Bye. See (laughs) you.